Hello and welcome to the Astrology Oddcast. It's the 20th of September and I'm going to walk you through the next week. I am Francesca Oddi. You know, I was listening to another podcast this week and people have a tagline. <laughs> Can someone think of a tagline for me other than like, hello, this is the Oddcast and we're going to do some astrology. Which It's not catchy, you know. So I'm going to talk through the aspects like I always do. I will look at the first, is it first quarter? Yeah, first quarter moon in Sag again. The second first quarter in Sag. We had another one a month ago, um, which makes sense. <laughs> At least it makes sense for me because I'm always on the move. Uh, I keep saying that to myself. Like, and then I sing the Feynman Sam theme tune, <laughs> which um, we might, if we find it, link to it on YouTube below. <laughs> if Heidi picks this up, because I will forget. Okay, so what to talk about first. Thanks everyone who listened to the podcast with Colin. I spoke about it last week and I said, I'm really excited to do it. I, I love how we vibe and I'm loving people messaging and saying that. It's, it's really nice to, to, to for that to be experienced. You know, astrologer talking to astrologer is such a joy. I love it. It's my favorite thing. I'm going to the States with a group of astrologers and we'll we'll just talk it, we'll just speak our language. It's another language, isn't it? And I'm here translating it and I love to translate it, but what a thrill <laughs> to just speak in code all the time. If seven-year-old me had known this was a thing, I'd have been so pleased. So what have we got? What have we got? What have we got? I had great chats with um like the people who I chat to in the morning, I, if it's nice weather, if I've got time, if I've not got clients, maybe like once or twice a week, I go and drink tea at the coffee shop next door and chat. And God, it was great this morning, like the wisdom and just cutting through a lot of the noise of social media. I feel like this, I feel like there's becoming a distinct rift in sort of what social media, or at least the people I follow, maybe... But I don't think this is personal to me because I hear it with clients as well. And I interestingly had a client today as well asking me some questions um, about life and, you know, just some personal stuff and the, 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 the perfection on social media that's not, that used to just be about what you look like. It started out, you know, normal, just some pictures. And then it became really, really, you know, on the gram, bullshit, family holidays, but Christmases where everyone pretends to be getting on. You know, then people say, oh, you look like you've had a lovely time. And I was like, oh, fucking hell, it's just a photo, mate. <laughs> Being there was another story. And then we've got this intense psychological perfection, which Colin and I did speak about in the pod. And, you know, they're a narcissist, cut them off. They're this, cut them off. And this cancel culture, I guess, is like you must be very articulate, self-aware, apologetic. You can't make mistakes, you know? And and it's pretty savage, isn't it? And what did I want to say about cancel culture? I had another thought, excuse me. And in short, what, what Colin and I said was that forgiveness is kind of missing. And we seem to have a lot of judgments. And it's just getting, it's becoming a tidal wave of judgment, really. Which in the Bible you know if you point your finger at someone then how can you I don't want to get all biblical on you but I am how can you judge another person 
with you know and there's a log in your eye something about a splinter in their eye log in your eye or something like none of us are in a position to judge but we're all like judging a lot and the other thing I was talking to my friends about this morning is the idea that we are actually far more feral than we understand and whilst it's brilliant that social media and society is shifting the me too movement um, you know, women understanding they can say no. The a lot of what we accepted as normal twenty years ago, and I'm surely what generations before accepted as normal previously, we kind of look back and we're like, ah, that, you know, that wasn't okay. But but we were where we were, and now we are we're highlighting the issues on the surface a lot, which is the 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 sexual interactions where lines have been crossed misogyny in the workplace um sexism racism oh, kind of overt things that everybody can see and talk about but there's a whole there's still a massive massive black hole of childhood sexual abuse and just general dodgy psychological manipulative behaviors that have not yet been touched I feel not fully we I I feel like we don't and we're going around trying to iron out these creases in in interactions and we're ignoring the massive problem underneath and also we're assuming that we're all rational and that, that we're capable of ironing these creases out almost because these we're talking about nature here and you know, I, I met a guy in the Maldives. I feel like I've said this a few times now. I think I've been telling clients and I might have said it on the club or something. I met a guy who worked in lockdown for a charity in Glasgow and he was doing childhood sexual abuse because all the help centres, everything shut down in COVID, didn't it? So, but he kept theirs going or they kept the phone lines going and it was just absolutely rammed because there was so much abuse. We all a lot of us heard about that. I think we we knew that domestic violence went through the roof during lockdown. Um, but he said to me, he said to me that one in seven men, he said one in seven is a paedophile. Um, I've Googled it subsequently and I found one in 35 online. Um, I mean, neither stat's great. One in seven is enormous. It's an enormous stat. It's like, uh, is that real? You know, I'm I'm obviously skeptical about that, which is why I'm not I'm not quoting this as fact. I'm just saying that that's what this guy said to me. And I thought, and because my response to that was, well, you know, I was looking at a guy this morning. I'd been in a situation earlier that day, and I'd looked at someone and thought, you're a fucking wrong one. You know, you are wrong. And. But how, you know, we can't prove that. And what is going on? What is, has, what has gone wrong? What, what is happening? And I guess Pluto at the end of Capricorn is bringing this up. It's really a Scorpio topic. And maybe when Pluto returns back to Aquarius at the end of the year. So Pluto has been in Capricorn since 2008 and he popped into Aquarius and he's retrograded back into Capricorn where he is now but he'll move back to Aquarius in January then he'll come back to Capricorn for a few months and then he'll go back to Aquarius for 20 years and Aquarius is square 90 degrees three signs four signs three signs whatever a quarter a quarter three signs uh three fours are 12 and there are 12 signs of the zodiac so it's a quarter three 
three signs away, Aquarius to Scorpio, we have Pluto squaring himself and maybe a lot of the Pluto and Scorpio generation are going to start talking about this deeper, darker stuff. I think you have to remember that whenever transits happen, whenever planets move, it's not just what's going on in the sky, like Pluto's going to be in Aquarius. How interesting, all the tech stuff and all the communication and crypto and equality and green energy and state control. And I love that the ULES cameras are being ripped down. So Pluto's in Capricorn and everyone's like, nah, mate, it's not Pluto in Aquarius yet. But not only will Pluto be in Aquarius, that is then therefore a massive transit for the Pluto in Scorpio generation, i.e. millennials. Millennials have Pluto in Scorpio. It's like 1984 to 1996. So millennials have Pluto in Scorpio. And maybe we're going to see that a deeper investigation. I just wanted to open with that because, you know, with I don't want to talk about Russell Brand because it's it's too divisive. I want to stay away from divisive stuff unless I feel that I've got something important to say. You know, like with Big Pharma, I will happily be divisive because I don't have any resistance. I feel that it needs to be said and that's it. Whereas with this, I, I don't feel that. I feel that we are dealing with a very grey area and there's no point sort of being divisive. Other than I will say, I think it from a, if you take a step back and look at everything as a lesson, as you should, you know, we should do with our own lives when good things or bad things happen to us, like what is going on? What transit is this? What we're we experiencing as a collective is a lot of finger pointing, a lot of self-righteous judgment, a lot of, you know, a lot of people. And, and maybe that needs to, you know, also it's a lot of women who have been wronged speaking up. But we we can't have a trial by media, you know. I am speaking about it now. I just don't, but I don't I don't like. You can't have a trial by media, really. Well, can you? Should we? I've said enough. But but you know, I think that's where we are. Pluto's on his ascendant. I've I just, apparently I've spoken about that in a podcast ages ago. I said something like I think he'll go into politics, which honestly I wouldn't be surprised um, if we get. It, he, he could all sorts of things can happen with Pluto transits and there's also you know I was talking to another friend this week I was, I've got my you know beginners books that people buy and then you end up getting all the hardcore information the advanced books and advanced books tend to be less optimistic more savage they give you information that the general population perhaps doesn't want to hear doesn't want to handle you know like astrologers that you know we don't predict death we don't predict terrible things, but we know that it's a possibility because we're all going to die, you know. But we know where we we can see things that other people just don't want to know, and and also like the negative aspects of something. Actually, is everybody ready to hear it? Is everybody ready to hear about their shadow? Not necessarily. So you don't fling it at them. <laughs> we start with taste your astrology this is what you could be these are potentially some of the shadow bits alarms going um and then we wade deeper all right so what we've got going on at the minute an aspect that is going on until about the 10th of october it's not exact but mars today is at 15 degrees of libra libra 15 degrees of libra and venus is at 16 leo 
So it's not exact, but they're they're sextile and they're staying sextile for absolutely ages because Venus is still quite slow. Venus normally moves a lot faster than Mars because my very easy method, Mercury, Venus, Earth, Mars, Venus is inside Earth's orbit, but because she was retrograde, she's still actually moving very slowly. So Venus moving slowly, Mars is moving as Mars moves, and that means they're pretty much at the same pace. So by the 2nd of October, Mars is at 23, Venus is at 24. At the 5th of October, Mars is at 25, Venus is at 27. And then and then Mars is at 27, Venus is at 29. Then she's in Virgo on the 9th of October. And Mars is in Scorpio on the 12th of October. But by then, Venus is at three. But they're still sextile, to be honest. I mean, I'd want a four-degree orb to 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 cancel it. So Venus, Mars, you know, if somebody had this in their birth chart, I'd be like, well, that's still a sextile, really. Um, 13, maybe here then. So the 22nd, Mars is at seven and Venus is at 12, day before Venus at 11, 10. Oh, no, I went too far. Let's say the 19th of October. Until the 19th of October... Sorry, I hope you enjoyed that. <laughs> that was that was for your listening benefit. <laughs> Fuck, switch off. <laughs> but Venus is the planet of love and affection, yeah? And she is all about attraction, beauty, fun, uh, radiance. She is money. She's attracting to you what you want without talking about money manifestation I, I feel like there's an exceptionally high volume of people giving it the the money manifestation chat at the minute which I do believe in and I do work with but somehow again maybe it's one of those things that to really get it it is it, it's kind of it's not walk off the street beginners maybe it is maybe I'm wrong so I won't go into that but um, again it's a very very triggering concept but I I touched on this in the podcast with Colin as I do believe in our timing and some people have karma some people have bad money karma and you can buy all the money manifestation workshops you like um, it's going to do fuck all other than run up a credit card bill and some people will do it and it will work straight away because it was the right time for them and they're powerful manifestors because they've got Jupiter in Pisces or Jupiter in Sag or Jupiter on their ascendant or a Venus-Jupiter conjunction or a Jupiter-Pluto conjunction. And they are aligned. They they vibrate to the energy of wealth. Some of us do, some of us don't. And some of some people can activate this very easily because they're predisposed for it. They just need to flick the switch on. It was all, It was off, but it was there. And some people will go and try and switch it on. And it's not there because the work is going to take a, it's going to take a lot, 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 lot more. And I think we can take all take steps to unpick why we if as if we have like a disposition that's not set up for financial wealth or the timing's not there yet. Maybe you've got more lessons to learn. Maybe you need a couple more years of being of service. Maybe you're paying back debts karmically and it's literally through money. And but we can still be learning, 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 because I think everybody can get there. I think we can work with our chart. That's the whole point that this would be futile. 
we can work with our karmas, we can work with our chart so that we can switch ourselves on and 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 be free from the baggage and go out and use our talents and create what we want to create. But it, it's not just easy peasy 10, you know, it's not easy peasy for everybody. But for some people, it is easy peasy. And because it was for them, they believe it is for everyone. And that's always why I'm cautious and why I like to work with someone's chart because I can also see, you know, some people are self-sabotaging and you can tell them they're self-sabotaging, but they it's just like if they're an alcoholic, if they're not ready to not be like that anymore, you can rationalize it to them and you can tell them, but if they're not ready, it, it's not going to change. It has to be a deeply felt thing with anything, with getting out of a bad relationship, with changing your patterns, all of this stuff. Sometimes we just, like when you're in a really bad relationship with a partner and you know it's bad, but you just, you know, you have an argument, you get back together, it feels good being back together, it goes to shit again, the niggle in the back of your head knows it's wrong, but you carry on, you carry on, and eventually you reach a point where you're like, I'm done now. And until you reach that point, it's no point. So until you, until someone's sick, of the way things are and ready to change is redundant okay mars is the energy of activation of making things happen and switching things on of sex and um sizzle and anger and sport and motivation and i am feeling this venus sextile mars in the sky at the minute you know it's in earth uh no it's not in earth at all it's in leo and libra so that's you know if you've got a lot of planets around these degrees the, the degrees that I said at the beginning of the pod. So today is the 20th. So today we've got v- Mars at 15 of Libra and Venus at 16 of Leo. So my Mars is 15 of Gemini, uh, Aquarius, sorry. <laughs> what am I on about? But an air sign either way. So I've got Mars trying Mars today and I've been like a bat out of hell. I've done so, I fully feel it. I, f- I, am, I am feeding in to this Mars sextile Venus because it speaks to my chart. And some of us, those of us with planets, particularly in air and fire at about 15, will also be like rocket fuel today. And I also felt it because I was getting a lot of emails today, but maybe that's just a synchronicity. But I could see that people who've been promising to get in touch with me for a week or two, they did today. Um, and so that's how we roll with Mars and Venus in this relationship. And they're going to move. I, I read all the degrees out. <laughs> <laughs> about four minutes ago so you can you can listen to that or you can look on the ephemeris to see when it's picking your chart up but just expect like motivation um ex- excellent energy I woke up at half five yesterday got up went to yoga at seven worked all day had five clients taught two classes went to a gig at 9 p.m went out afterwards got in at one that's not normal that's a Mars transit. <laughs> That's like someone lighting the rocket. And so Mars will always do that. And it and at the moment, Mars is in Libra. So do you have Libra in your chart? Do you have Aries in your chart? Which house is ruled by Libra? And that's, um, if you don't know how to do that, you can I'm sh- you can buy my course, Learn to Read a Birth Chart. It's on my website. Or you can, I'm sure there's a million places where you can um, find it out. But, you know, it's, easy to do, it's easier to do a course because teaching yourself something that you don't know what you're teaching yourself is tricky I think anyway I'm all over that I'm all over that Mars Venus getting things planned so hopefully before I go away I'm going away a week today on Wednesday and I'm away for three weeks and I'm off grid for two but hopefully I'll get those pods recorded I'll do one before I leave and I'll make 
I'll make a few that will just be scheduled and they'll be going out. Um, Heidi will be there. Support at francescrodi.com if you have questions or all the stuff. But I am off grid. I'm in a personal month seven next month. <laughs> if you want to know about numbers, that's also on my website. But yeah, it's a it's a it's a it's a spiritual vibe. It's an off grid vibe. It's a Sunday vibe. Sunday's the seventh day of the week, and so it is that kind of put your feet up thing. We are still in Virgo season. The new moon was interesting because Mercury was being an absolute knobhead. <laughs> oh God, we did the cosmic club thing on Sunday, and thank thankfully someone said what was Friday like I thought I was going to make all my intentions and everything was going to be great but it it wasn't and I was like I know because Mercury stationing it just it was just one of those days to surrender to Mercury being naughty the annoying little brother who's just like oh god how 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 much patience do I have to have how many deep breaths you know that I always think annoying little brother just because I didn't have one. And then whenever I used to go to friends' houses when I was younger and they had an annoying little brother, I just used to be like, what the hell is this? <laughs> what fresh hell is this? Like, make them go away. <laughs> We're trying to play or have a conversation. And there's just this terrorist who never got told off because they're charming, because that's what Mercury's like. If you want to understand Gemini, it's the naughty little brother who's charming and sweet and funny, but just so, so irritating. <laughs> that's how I experienced it I remember oh my god my ex-boyfriend's little brother always used to get in the shower just as I was about to get in I used to to murder him (laughs) oh god so what else am I saying I need to hurry up because I want to go to yoga basically so 20th that's today Won't, won't bother with today 21st do you remember the 21st night of September um happy birthday laura um i don't know if you listen no but if you do that's great your solar return has sun trine pluto powerful day mm, like that moon's in sag as of now moon's at two degrees sag as i make this pod so yeah i'm here for that always a fan of the moon in sag fun probably get out of the house to- i hope i get out and about tomorrow don't know I don't know what's happening the weather's pretty atrocious in the uk um, but the moon will square Mercury and form a lovely trine to Venus later on in the evening. So it would be a nice evening to go out, I have to say. Moon in Sag, trine Venus in Leo and also at a certain point, obviously, sextile Mars. So that's that basically just means get out, be be open, be fun, be friendly, be sociable, enjoy yourself. It's Thursday anyway, it's Jupiter's day of the week. Um, I'm into that. And it could also mean promote yourself. I could also write a nice newsletter tomorrow. I could also um, teach some stuff, make some good content. I don't have to be out and about. I'm still connecting with people, though. Mars in Libra forming a harmonious aspect with the moon in Sag, which wants to teach and Venus in Leo, which wants to like kind of, you know, show off, look good, do your makeup, get your hair did, etc. Friday is equinox and the quarter moon. So the quarter moon is at 29 degrees Sag. And then the, the sun will shortly move into Libra. So the time difference, this doesn't make sense. <laughs> uh, 12 p.m. Okay, yeah, it does. It's 11 hours after. So we have sun square moon and then 11 hours later we have equinox. Now here's what I wrote about this sun square moon and I really like it. My sister said earlier that I sound more posh. 
she was like, I left, I just left a voice note. She was like, I don't know why, but you just sound really posh. What is it? And I was running when I listened to a voice note and I was like, do I? She just not heard me. She was like, I don't know if it's because I've been living it up here for so long, but you just sound really posh. And she and I have the same voice, but she's been up in Manchester and I've been down here. Also, being abroad, because when I lived in Rome, Italy, 2007-8, I did learn to slow down and speak properly because if I spoke at my speed in my accent, nobody knew what I was saying, (laughs) ever. And maybe because I've been in the Maldives, I, I did have to like, I had to speak properly because I did. Nobody, very few people. No, well, they, they just spoke Asian English. Did I mention this last time? Because I started, I started speaking it. <laughs> you know how, like, did I say this? I can't remember. Like how football managers, like, uh, you know, if they are working in France, they uh, start uh, talking like the team. <laughs> because you know, if you want to blend in, so I just started asking no at the end of everything, and I was like, what is happening here? So I don't know if I sound different, but just passing that on. First quarter moon in. Saggy hairy ass at 29 degrees Sag in 32 minutes. At 2032 BST on the 22nd of September, according to my notes. This has a sense of urgency to it. The moon at the final degree of Sag is so eager to go above and beyond. Neptune opposes the sun, well, as of yesterday, but you know, and squares the moon. So we're yearning to transcend our current limitations to experience something that feels like heaven sent bliss. Is this mystical or the urge to have the best night out of our lives? This caution against excess comes with an invitation to explore and see what you find. Now, what I mean by that is 29 degrees, I mention all the time, does have a feeling of excess. It's hot, it's amplified, it's highlighted, it's in bold, it's big, it's got, it's the anoretic degree, it comes with danger. And because the sun's opposed to Neptune, who rules Pisces, Pisces is famously loose. You know, Russell Brand has a sun-Neptune opposition. I can't remember the name for it. It's like it's something like a sympathy and a, a transit. A, I think it's something like sympathy. So, you know, the the sun-Neptune opposition this week had nothing to do with Russell Brand because he's a Gemini and it was in, well, it's not nothing, I guess, but it's... It's Virgo with Neptune and Pisces. But because he has Sun-Neptune in his chart, when Sun and is opposite Neptune in the sky, which happens once a year, it, it, you pick it up if you've got that transit. So like I have the Sun and Uranus together. So whenever the Sun and Uranus are together in the sky, there's some kind of resonance. It's like a resonant transit. Someone could remind me what it's called. I, I was trying to find out earlier, but I couldn't do it. Um... So, yeah, sorry, that's a thing. But with, with Neptune, if you want to understand Neptune, he's a classic, like, addict turned spiritual. But, you know, like, there's always going to be something nefarious off. Not always, but set up as it, Neptune can be, amongst many things, nefarious. But no boundaries. Neptune doesn't do boundaries. So if we've got sun and moon in aspect to Neptune, moon square Neptune, sun opposite Neptune, forming a T, a letter T, if you were to zoom right out of our universe and look down they would they would be in t um you've got like no boundaries because you've got 29 degrees urgency fuck it Sag. Woo, let's go party all night I'm not going home should we go home don't go home have another shot have more have more Sag, Sag season december christmas buy more spend more drink more eat more 
And then Neptune, um, go and fuck it. Let's connect. Let's do it. It's just, it suggests like, yeah, a wild, reckless night out could be fun. But also the beyond. Jupiter rules Pisces, Jupiter rules Sagittarius, and the beyond spirituality, meditate, get some, get more profound insights. If you do resist, if you do walk away from this madness, this this fun, um, what are you learning? What could you learn? Um, Caution against excess comes with an invitation to explore and see what you find. The door to, was falling so close to equinox, the door to other realms is closer now. Look back to November 2022. Is that correct? Am I correct in saying November 2022? I have to double check. Let me look, actually. Do I have a diary? No, I don't have anything because I... Oh, I do. November 2022. New moon. Friday the 23rd of December. Well, that will have been Sag. Okay, I was right. Friday the 3rd of no- uh, November, 2022, there was a new moon. Look back. What were you starting then? What was going on? What intentions did you set? I think I've got mine this week. I think in my case, I've got my new moon intentions and I'm going to dig them out because there will be a story. What began at the new moon in Sag at presumably one or two degrees is now being questioned. Do you really want that thing? Do you really want it? Do you want it? Recommit to yourself. But there, it, it does feel like there could be some mess or challenge to it, you know? I thought when I was spouting about this a minute ago, when I was on full free flow about Sun Neptune, I had something great to say and now it's escaped me. That's annoying. No, it wasn't something great. It was this. It was Friday night. We had Jupiter Square Venus and I'd said, oh, watch out Saturday night. You might overdo it. What did you do? What was going on? Because I was at a party barbecue and I saw that they got to like 11 p.m. And loads of people were like, do we go home or do we go to the next party or do we stay and drink more? or Do we go home? And I was like, this is brilliant astrology because the temptation to just go out and be on one was huge. And people were really wrestling with themselves and, and wrestling with the decision. And I just wondered if you had any reflections on your weekend and did that come up? Saturday, the moon enters Capricorn um or maybe friday evening actually yeah friday evening in the uk saturday us and we will have mercury in virgo 12 degrees moon moving very quickly through capricorn will be at 11 12 13 degrees and jupiter at 14 degrees that is a really really great communication day saturday and it's beautiful that is the joe dispenza walk the world meditation so you can find a lo- go on joe dispenser's website and register and, and then go on the walk walk for the world or something and there's loads of work walks all over the world everywhere and i presume it'll be a meditation sort of there'll be some kind of intention like he does on his retreats i'm not quite sure not overly researched it but if you can get to one of them um i'm definitely going to be going to one in London, um, that would be great because it's this manifestation energy and 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 tapping into at least just having the the taking earthy, you know, it's it's outside in the world, Earth, Moon, and Capricorn, taking practical steps to to meditate, to tap into spirituality, to tap into equinox. So I think that's really cool. 
Um, yep, and the moon will make all the usual aspects. The Mar Mars is in Libra and will oppose Chiron on Sunday. Um, that can be painful, in all honesty. That can be quite painful, but that's okay. Um, I think it doesn't have to be painful. It can also just be a confrontation of feeling weakness, feeling pain, feeling emotional pain, Mars opposite Chiron. And Mars in Libra, the sign of relationships, Chiron and Aries, your independence. How have you bent yourself out of shape to stay in relationship? This year is a love revolution. I've said it a million times. And God, are we seeing this change? Are we are we seeing the reflection of ourselves and other people and the way we interact and also status? Like why why have people why have we been drawn into a relationship? I think part of the Pluto in Capricorn. Pluto square the nodes at the minute. Pluto and Capricorn very materialistic and status oriented. Squaring the nodes that are in Libra relationship and Aries independence, who you are really. And we are unearthing how many people have entered into relationships because they thought it was the right thing to do, because their partner was wealthy or good looking or uh, eligible, eligible, you know, like tick boxes, the prize. And is that narcissism, you know? Mm. Or, or is it just what we were conditioned to think was good? And and that's okay because we do we all fit into trends. We all pick trends up. We all witness them and partake in them. That's why they're trends, because they're trend and they match the astrology. And now the trend is this unearthing of true authenticity and and the next level, the next level of growth. And also, I'm speaking very much as somebody who is in their late 30s and my my peer group and my clients. My clients are a variety of ages, like 30s through to 60s. But yeah, I think it, it is a sign of the times what's going on. People are people are seeing things as they are a little bit more. But I'm sure we're only just beginning, like I said at the beginning of the pod. Moon moves to Aquarius after this Mars Libra opposition. Oh, yeah. And we have the Mercury trying Jupiter exact on Monday, which I like. I like that. That'll be 14 degrees of the Earth. So if you've got anything, 14 degrees of Earth or water. It's cool. Love that for you. Basically, Mercury's communication, Jupiter expands, brings flow, great connections, send some emails, have some good meetings, set things up. Um, we're still in a waxing moon, still be pitching ideas. We're, I love this waxing moon week. I love it. I love the Mars sextile Venus on a, a waxing moon in Virgo. It's like, boom, 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 boom. <laughs> Get out of my way. The only problem is, I can't do everything fast enough. And that personally, that's how I feel in the waxing moon. And, you know, and then cycles change and you become slow and you're like, how did I care about anything? All I want to do is sleep. That will happen next week. But right now it's like, boop, boop, boop. Let's, let's go. Maybe you feel the same. Maybe you don't. But I, I think that the energy is high right now. Um, okay. And then the moon enters Aquarius, will oppose Venus, will square Jupiter and Uranus on Monday and Tuesday. What do I think about that? Not sure. I always mention crypto when the moon's in Aquarius. Community, network, see your friends. Um, there, there is a warning against feeling frustrated. I remember last month, I think, was it last month or the month before when this happened and I got stuck on the tube? The tubes had stopped working and it was like mid, I thought it was going to be really fun, like, woo, you know, unexpected night out the blue. And then I was just stuck on a bloody train platform with no internet, no book, 
midnight like so i think you with fixed energy there can be that block but also with uranus and jupiter there can also be sudden freedom inspiration ideas connection infusion of inspiration that you didn't see coming that you didn't expect and and that is super fun can be and then the moon will be in pisces on wednesday for some totes emotion vibes totally emotional not at all rational but can moon conjunct saturn what do we how are we experiencing moon conjunct saturn every month can we be sure um when was it last month let's have a look oh it was a full moon wasn't it i loved it but i think everyone else was crying i was on the plane and the last full moon people have been asking me being like "Um, i'm not really into astrology but my kids were mental (laughs) i was like yeah yeah it's full moon mate full moon completely normal so yeah, it's a, it's the first moon in Pisces since the full moon in Pisces. And it could be a little bit emotional, but it could also be beautiful. Like Pisces, energy, be spiritual, be, listen to your synchronicities, listen to your heart, go with the flow, do the meditation, don't go on your phone too soon, practice devotion, practice forgiveness, open your heart, allow yourself to feel, um, have practices, have practices that hold that help you regulate because we need to have this self-regulation. If we don't, we are just all going to be a mess. And then it's just going to be like, well, prescribe, prescribe. And again, that's a spectrum. We all, we're all moving along that spectrum. And some people, some of us are too sensitive or too, our disposition, our temperament. And your astrology chart reveals your temperament. I went to a great talk on that recently about like, and some, you know, if you want a guard dog, you want a really aggressive dog. You want an aggressive temperament. Some, you don't want them to work in hospitality. You want a Libra temperament to work in hospitality. But every temperament has its place. And what I what astrology is for me, what is your temperament? How can you understand it? How can we work very well with our temperament? If you ever have a reading with me and I don't mention it, ask me. Because, you know, sometimes I forget to state the obvious. How Ask me, how do you see my temperament? What, you know, because I can see a temperament, but sometimes I forget to articulate it. Um you know, because there's loads of things to say in a reading, but like, where, where are you best fit? Like, what, what are you made of? Where, where do you go? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So we're now Wednesday, the moon will still be in Pisces. That's it. Um, We've still got Venus. Venus will be at 21. Leo, Mars will be at 20. Libra, Mars is coming for the South Node. I'll talk about that more next week. Mars on the south node, golly gosh, can be can be a little bit, you know, bringing up some feisty vibes when that happens, I think. But other than that, right, I've got 20 minutes till yoga starts. Do I have time to do some quick fire podcasts? I, horoscopes, I mean, let's look. Okay, I've got 15 minutes to yoga and it's going to take me 10 minutes to get there. So I've actually got eight minutes to do some scopes. What am I going to do them on? I'm going to do them on this first quarter moon. Um, that I've already spoken about because I think it is really cool. I think it's a really cool, like, you know, the opening, the 29 degrees, the 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 pressure to go beyond, have the big night of your life, or get some spiritual enlightenment. So let me just give you some clues as to where that will be. So if I come back to Friday, and we'll start with Aries. Okay, here's some scopes, quick fire scopes. Aries, this first quarter moon is in your ninth house of travel, exploration, and 
all the good stuff. Mars, your ruler is in the seventh. So maybe you will find a partner, somebody who you can travel with, somebody who's going to inspire you, somebody who's going to teach you, somebody who's going to open your mind, take you above and beyond, take you to a spiritual exploration um, that you've not really embarked on before. Um, And yeah, open you up, open your mind to a new place. Somebody else is implicated because your chart ruler is in your seventh house at the moment and seventh house is partnerships. Taurus, this first quarter moon is in your eighth house of sex, death, other people's money. It's trying to, well, no, it's trying to Venus the day before. <laughs> um, your ruler is in Leo in your fourth house of home. So it's something to do with home and you're breaking free of a, of bonds. And so that can be really intense. It can be a marriage. It can be divorce. It can be inheritance. There's something where you are digging into something that's been very, very fixed, perhaps um, because you're Scorpio or where you've had ambitions or you you were hoping for more or you were you were dreaming and and now this final quarter first quarter in Sag is asking you look back at November and just explore what you wanted and how can you let something go now I feel like there's something that's been held on to an idea perhaps a value and how can you release that value and find higher spiritual meaning there that's it sorry sometimes I struggle to get to the 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 essence of it straight away and I am kind of rushing (laughs) Gemini it's in your seventh house of relationships and your rulers in the fourth. So yeah, home, where home and family are implicated, where you work as well, where you, where you do your writing, where you do your thinking. But can you let go of some outdated ideas about what you want for a relationship? Who do you want to connect with? And maybe there is, maybe there is someone, maybe there is someone in the pipeline, maybe there is some kind of romantic thing fizzling and are you going to go for it or not? Like test your boundaries there. What's going on with that? Cancer, this it's in your sixth house of health and work and routine. It could be health or work. It's not necessarily both. We were talking about this last night and learn to predict. It's not like everything is all of it at once. It it will apply. Just you tune into what's right for you. So with the moon in your sixth, um, you are yeah. Your eating habits. Have you gone too far? Are you do you need to eat properly? Are, are you monitoring your diet? Are you being careful? Do you want to get, are you going to grieve? Are you going to let go of a pet? That's what, sorry, that just came to mind for my mum. There's some some maybe like cycle there, um, something to do with pets, like maybe taking action. Maybe maybe mum's going to get a new dog (laughs) because she's cancer. Um, You know, that's what it's like. We can, Something can be released, something very transcendent, something very beautiful can happen. And it can be about your work as well, your creativity. Maybe you take on a task. Leo, it's in your fifth and your rule of the sun is in your second. So how are you going to make some money based on your creativity? What are your children doing for you? Can you let go of your children? Can you release them? Maybe they're going off to uni and you are not happy about it. Maybe there's something where you can find high spiritual meaning in in your life where you're not your creativity isn't just about your children or maybe you can you you're going to do something the urgency to put that book out or to make that instagram post or to start your blog the urgency is there and, and maybe you set that intention last november and now you're going to go for it virgo this is in your fourth um and your rule is in the first so very much about where the fuck you live 
how you how tidy you are how you want to be your routines your organization but also letting a few things go can you chill out can you be less uptight can you maybe you're going to plan um a party at home some kind of networking some kind of gathering what what do you want to do at home what, how do you want to make home a place of adventure and exploration libra it's in your third house of communication and venus is in your 11th network socialize invite your friends around um how where do you need to say something is there something you need to get off your chest is there a dream is there intention is there a manifestation is there something you want to learn is there a course that you want to enroll in and that you promised yourself last november and now it's time scorpio sorry i'm speeding up now scorpio uh, the moon is in your second house of cash money's value um pluto is in your third so much like taurus like where have you is there an investment you need to release is there an investment you need to let go of is it your self-esteem cat what do you what big dream what project did you start last november and maybe is starting to bring some returns anything that began around then what how are you seeing how's it bringing value maybe it's a boost in confidence maybe you feel good but maybe as well you could go a little bit too far scorpio i would just i'd watch that just because of the nature of this first quarter sag i mean it's all about you it's the first quarter in sag you going on a journey Jupiter is in um, your sixth house of work, so work, play, health. So again, are you going to eat too much? Are you going to are you going to take on a big project? Maybe there could be a really exciting project for you, Serge, um, with this moon. Like, wow, you know, dream project actually. Love that. Capricorn, it's in your twelfth, so you're releasing something from your subconscious. Saturn is in your third, it's so it's the way you think. Maybe your thoughts have been negative. Maybe you have a dream. Everybody's having nuts dreams at the minute because the sun is opposite Neptune anyway. Neptune is so highly implicated. I would really note your dreams Friday, Saturday, Capricorn, because they're going to be extremely revealing. Try and go to sleep with a notebook by your bed and um, a glass of water and everything, because it or maybe you have therapy or a conversation, but it's going to be very revealing. Uh, Aquarius, it's in your 11th, your favorite place um, of networks and friends. So get out, socialize again. You could go too far, go and go on a big night out. But also you could you could bring some people together. You could organize an event. You could do something professionally. You could do a wedding. You can have a party. You can plan something. What is the big dream, your utopian vision of connection and togetherness? Go for it. And Pisces, therefore, it's in your 10th house of Korea with Neptune in your second. So you can make some big monies. Again, you know, look, Neptune is aspecting both the sun and the moon, Pisces. And this moon is in your 10th house of Korea. This is about your creative visions, your dreams, your ability to pray, connect, manifest. You know, I was speaking at the beginning of this pod about everybody's different abilities in, in energetics. We're not all made of the same stuff. Pisces, as a rule, are very tapped into the some kind of consciousness you know they're, they're tuned in they're, they're pisces so if you are a pisces and and this is in your 10th you could ask for the promotion go for it but of course watch out don't bite off more than you can chew don't overestimate yourself caution for that 29 degree but if you are wise about it and familiar with it then you know it can be beautiful okay it's five past seven I've got to get changed and get to yoga in three seconds flat um I always have a fear at this point that like Zoom's vanished and I've just spent an hour talking to myself. It makes me very upset every time I think of it. But anyway, this has been the Astrology Oddcast. I'll be back next week with a pre-recorded, well, the rules pre-recorded, but like not in real time pod. Um, if you haven't listened to the one with Colin yet, please do. Please subscribe to my newsletter because then you'll never miss an episode because I'll let you know that there's one and any events have got a retreat coming up um, on the 10th of October for the new moon in Scorpio. 
and all sorts of stuff. So subscribe to my newsletter. Thank you for listening. Please share this with your friends. Like I, I was going to negotiate, like I only do horoscopes if you share this shit. <laughs> so please share. I really appreciate it and have a lovely week. Enjoy that final quarter, first quarter moon in Sag and see you next time.